Hello you lovely lot and welcome back to The Independent Spouse, the voice of inspirational people doing amazing things, who also happen to be married to serving armed forces personnel. Today I am talking to the completely lovely blogger and social media influencer, Charlotte. Because you're sort of like putting yourself out there and inviting hundreds of strangers into your home and into your life. It's a little bit like, oh, Jesus Christ, to start with. But you kind of get used to it. And at the end of the day, this is my life. This is my home. And it doesn't matter what anyone says about it. It's, it's not going to change. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Charlotte started her Instagram account back in 2018, depicting her life as a mum, illustrator and wife. It was in 2019, when going through deployment, that Charlotte started to share even more of her life. How the deployment affected her son, and how she managed her life alone without a support network, and the anxiety that can cause. The profile really took off, and today she has over 22,500 followers on Instagram. She talks openly about anxiety, body confidence, and being plus-sized. She started her blog, mysizesmine.com, in October, which is a lifestyle blog, but is centred all around body confidence. This episode is a fascinating look into the real world behind being so popular on social media and how it can help you in your business. I hope you enjoy this episode with the lovely Charlotte. Hello, Charlotte, and thank you so much for joining me today. Now, I am proper fangirling, mostly because I love your blog and I love your Instagram because you're so flipping positive, which is something that I find really difficult to find on social media. Like, honestly, I search for it. Um, But if we haven't spied you on Instagram, please could you tell us a little bit about what you're up to? Um, my Instagram, it started off just depicting general my general life, being a spouse and coping with small children without a support system. And, and then I started talking about um, body positivity and accepting your body for, you know, what it, what it does for you. And it's just sort of, it's grown from there and it just seems to keep growing. And you're so honest and brave on social media which um, I think is something we're probably all trying to do, but failing because it's, you know, it's very easy to put a filter on and make everything a bit shiny. Yeah, I don't don't use filters. I don't like them because they're not honest. It's it's all very well talking behind a camera if your face looks like a dog, but you're not actually a dog, are you? (laughs) No, you're a beautiful human being and the world deserves to see it. So there's there's no point hiding who you are on social media because the moment you step outside and you're amongst a crowd of people, you are you, so. And it must be exhausting to not be yourself. When I married my husband, I was pretending to be a housewife because that's what I assumed military wives did. And some do, and some don't. But I was really shocking at the old Stepford Wives, you know, pearl necklace Mm-mm. matching. Honestly, shocking at that. And it was really hard work trying to pull that off. Yeah. You're not like that on social media. You are genuine, which I love. How close to what we see on social media is the actual reality? Oh, all of it. Apart from, obviously, you don't, don't see the meltdowns my three-year-old has when he's not allowed to play with his tablet. Obviously, I just, you know, there are things I don't put out there, but all the mess you see in my house is genuine and everything. Nothing is sugar-coated because that's not real life. <laughs> so I try and keep it as close to as possible. Is that not a bit frightening? It, it was to start with. 
So because you're sort of like putting yourself out there and inviting hundreds of strangers into your home and into your life, it's a little bit like, oh, Jesus Christ, to start with. But you kind of get used to it. And at the end of the day, this is my life. This is my home. And it doesn't matter what anyone says about it. It's, it's not going to change. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> And why do you do it? Because I, like I've said earlier, I try really hard to show the genuine behind the scenes life of a business owner, but I'm not going to lie, I do put makeup on, um, which is not the reality. Why do you do it? Why do you share all this with everybody? Oh, that's a really good question. Oh, wow. Why, why do I do it? I enjoy it. To be honest, it's nice to put something out on social media that hasn't been photoshopped or edited or filtered to make everything look perfect that in itself makes other people feel like crap because they feel like they've got to live up to, to something. I found, obviously on Instagram, watching stories, I enjoyed watching real people. It kind of made me feel better. As you see somebody else's kids had a tantrum over something, you think, Christ, it's not just me. It's not just mine. Do you know what I mean? You see someone's kitchen that looks like a bomb's gone off. It's, oh, it's not just me. It's not just my kitchen. You know, it kind of, you know, it makes you feel normal. And I kind of like putting that out there rather than, look, isn't my life wonderful and perfect? And it really isn't. <laughs> I'm as ordinary as anybody else. And people must really warm to that. You must have some really good feedback around that. Oh, I get some lovely messages. There are some really, really lovely people out there, which it's nice to read. It kind of makes me feel good about it too. So you don't feel quite so alone, if that makes sense. Because obviously being a military spouse, it can be quite isolating especially when they're away and you're completely alone. It's quite nice having, it's like you've got lots of friends in your pocket that you can message and you stay in touch. And have you ever had issues with it not feeling like that? I know that I've had terrible comparison syndrome, especially with shiny, shiny Instagram. And has it always been like that? Have you always been sort of, you know, in a happy place with Instagram? Because, you know, I do find it a bit shiny. I've suffered from comparison syndrome and it's taken a real, you know, a real wild for me to get comfortable showing my face and being there has it always been like that for you oh no no at the beginning I didn't show my face at all you know you'd be lucky if you'd see my feet you know it was like what I was doing and what was going on and you know I tried to make things look a bit tidier and that I wasn't completely losing the plot and I you know I had a control of my life and, and that is really tiring because wow it was exhausting trying to pretend like I had a grip on everything but that's not real. That's why it was exhausting. <laughs> not saying it's, you know, not exhausting, not having a grip on it. Does that make sense? If I, hmm? Yeah, I'm not saying that that's not exhausting. It is, but it's even more exhausting trying to pretend to be someone you're not. And then when I started showing my face, I did use filters. And it was like, I don't really look like that though, do I? That's, that's not real. And then I stopped using them and tried to put makeup on. And that got exhausting too, trying to do that every day. And it's like, I am who I am. I don't always look... Instagram ready but I'm me and that's what I try and put out there I love it especially so it's January which is the inevitable oh my god I hate myself it's January I've eaten all the Christmas the inevitable yeah. diet kicks in everybody is on Instagram doing push-ups um <laughs> which makes me <laughs> really sad it makes me sad too <laughs> And then you throw military life in, you've got deployments on the horizon and, you know, the, oh, and it's grey. Anyway, so what would you say to someone who has the January blues and isn't feeling particularly comfortable in their own skin? Why? 
why aren't they feeling comfortable in their own skin? It's their skin. It's nobody else's. Do you, do you know what I mean? Your skin is the largest organ in the body. It breathes. It does all sorts. Why, why, are, you, why are you hating it? it? It all stems from having negative thoughts about yourself is really unhealthy. It's just as unhealthy as all the Christmas crap you've just eaten. You know, people, I think it's a mindset. You've got to start to learn to change the mindset really because obviously hating yourself is just as unhealthy <laughs> obviously we need to learn to um appreciate our bodies for what they they do for us rather than how they appear to start with i mean you wouldn't be able to walk walk your child to preschool if you didn't have your legs so why do you hate them they give you the ability to do so much i mean your tum that's a little on the large side maybe you know maybe you've got some stretch marks but maybe you've also got kids you know, and without your stomach, you wouldn't have those babies, would you? You know, you wouldn't even be breathing because you'd have nothing to hold your internal organs in. It's, it's all about changing the mindset. You've got to learn to appreciate your body for what it does to you before you can learn to love it. And then when you appreciate your body, you can start giving it some goodness. I was talking to lovely Claire from Dr. Me. We went out for coffee and we were talking about um, the fuel that you put in your body and how important that is mm. and how you should eat a rainbow vegetables, which is fiddly. I'm not going to lie because, you know, vegetables. But we expect our bodies to do so much without giving them enough love. You wouldn't do it to a toddler. You wouldn't do it to your own children. So no. it's odd that you would, you know, put your body through all this. Well, yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm rubbish when it comes to eating healthy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, very, I'm, I'm a realist. I know the reason why I'm the size I am is because I enjoy rubbish food, but I don't diet because I don't think trying to diet is healthy because it's, it's almost like I must do this. I must eat healthy. I must, and it's almost like you're punishing yourself to try and make yourself feel better, and that doesn't make any sense to me. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. And going without, it's just sad, isn't it? It's sad. It makes you miserable when you, when you deprive it. I mean, my mum says, a little what you fancy does you good. And, and it does. You're better off trying to maybe eat a little bit more sensibly rather than depriving yourself. Still have your little bits that, you know, your sweet bits that make you happy. But, you know, maybe change it up a bit. Try and eat a bit more healthy rather than taking the car, walk. You know, you don't have to join everybody else and join the gym and live on salads throughout January. Just start moving a bit more. Hoover. Hoovering's a great workout. Just throwing that in there. It's something you do every day, or I do multiple times a day. <laughs> Hoovering all over Instagram. And you're right, just those little changes make such a difference. I find that when I'm working in my business, I'm sat at my desk all day staring at a computer. So I've got a dog. I've got a good dog purely to just leave the house. And she's ace. I also love her now. It's taken a few months. Um, but just those little changes, getting out, walking outside and changing your mindset and thinking, thinking happy thoughts. Yeah, I did. Um, I think my, my last blog post was five tips just to help you improve your self-confidence. I mean, it just exercise in general can make you feel so much better about yourself. And it's not from a weight loss aspect. It's, it's just gentle exercise. It releases endorphins into your body that naturally make you feel happy. You don't think about it like that. So a simple act of walking your dog every day in the fresh air can just make you feel so much better about yourself. What were the other tips? Um, smiling. Smiling at yourself every day, it releases serotonin and dopamine into your system, so which 
can make you happier and relieve stress. So just when you walk past a reflective surface, just smile at yourself. That's it. It's simple as that. And the more you do it, automatically without even realizing every time you see yourself in a mirror you just smile there's none of this oh god look at my legs it's just it's really bizarre it's all about training your brain my last blog post was um own your sass body confidence tips for 2020 it's it's part one i thought i'd start with five five simple things that people can sort of integrate into their life without even realizing they're making a difference. So my first tip was just to stand up, you know, stop slouching, rolling your shoulders forward. It's like you're putting yourself in that. It doesn't do much for your anxiety rolling yourself forwards. It's like you're putting yourself in this protective shell and it actually makes you feel worse. So just as simple by standing up, shoulders back, chest out. It's like, I am here. Do you see, it's really bizarre, but it works. Honestly, it really does work. Secondly, would be smiling purely because of the hormones, dopamine and serotonin just make you feel happy. It's really bizarre that we've got this inside ourselves and it's simple as just smiling. You just feel happy, don't you? Really strange. So tip number three was, was the exercise. Simple, just walking your dog every day in the fresh air, just, just moving around, it releases, what did I say it released? It releases endorphins into your system that can also reduce stress and just make you feel good about yourself. Tip four was self-affirmation. So honestly, don't underestimate the power of talking to yourself. You're not crazy, not in the slightest, but just when you look at yourself in the mirror, don't focus on, on everything that you hate. Try and find something you actually like. You know, start your day off, you're doing your hair, you've done your face before you go to work, look in the mirror, give yourself a smile, focus on something you like. I'm strong, I'm confident, and do you know what? I look good today. Just a simple confidence boosting comment about yourself rather than going, oh my God, look at these lines. Oh no, look. Just, just don't do it. Don't do it. And um, tip five was just self-care. And whenever, when you say self-care to anybody they automatically think of um bath bombs face masks and and yeah that is part of it at least trying to find maybe an hour in the evening to just take your makeup off properly and moisturize or have a bubble bath if you want to or an hour of the weekend where you can just go out and have a bit of time for you that is also so important but there are five types of self-care and i'm going to be delving into that into my next blog post which should be out next friday because all these things are so important just to get through life, I think. Mm-hmm. Because there's only so much time that you can, you know, put yourself at the bottom of the list. And actually, at some point, you need to turn around and go, look, I am quite important. Especially if you're a business owner. Oh, because it's all Christ, relies on yeah. you. Mm, definitely. It was interesting what you were saying about the self-affirmations and how you can't, don't say mean things to yourself. Mm. Um, We have a rule in our house, where, which I'm still working on, where um, if you wouldn't let Donald Trump say it to you, you're not allowed to let yourself say it to you. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is brilliant because if Donald Trump said to me some of the things that I say to myself about, you know, my... Well, I won't list them, but all the things that I think are wrong with me, I'd be fuming. So it shouldn't be, I shouldn't allow myself to say that. Um, Talking of trolls, you've been trolled on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned in one of your posts that you have been trolled. I I literally couldn't think of anything worse. 
how did you get through it and is it any better for you now? Well, the first time they came after me was in October and I spent three days curled in a ball hating myself. <laughs> it was so horrible. And it took about three days of wallowing to realize that actually nothing around me has changed. I'm still taking my son to school, still have my husband. Horrible comments online, they do make you feel like crap, but they don't actually affect your day-to-day life. Nothing has changed. And it doesn't matter what they say, you and the people closest to you know the truth. So when it happened again, I think it was last week, they went after me, the lovely darlings. Um, I didn't bother reading the comments this time because why? It's only going to make me feel rubbish. And I was angry for probably about half an hour, which was much better than the three days it was last year. Yeah, I, I coped with it a lot better this time because they can say what they like, crack on. You know, I feel a bit sorry for them really if they've got nothing better to do than say horrible things about me. I mean, who am I? I'm no one. I'm a, I'm a housewife for Christ's sake. That's it. That is so <laughs> empowering. Fair play. I couldn't, I don't know if I could. Maybe that is the solution to horrible things when horrible things happen to you on social media that actually, you know, maybe aren't that important that you stop and you have a look around and you realise that actually things are still all right. Mm. It's just people are weird. I think that's a really good takeaway, actually. From Yeah. It, it took me th- three days to come up with that because I just, I felt like a horrible person and my life was falling apart and everybody hated me and it was just like, hold on a minute. I don't know these people. They're not my friends. Does it matter if they hate me? No, not really. It doesn't actually affect me at all. I'm going to use that. I'm taking that forward in everything I do because especially in this lonely military life, when social media is your only window to the outside world, Mm. not looking that, you know, friendly, but um, gosh, what a good bit of advice. Thank you. I'm glad we've had this conversation. (laughs) So, Talking of your blog and your lovely Instagram, we as business owners all want loads of people following us on Instagram, a successful blog. Um, you have aced it. How? And what are your tips? <laughs> I knew that was coming. Honestly, I'm not 100% sure because I don't really know what happened. I just, I think it's important to be real to be who you are as a person because we can all spot fake people a mile away and we're just not interested in, in fakeness. No one really wants that, do they? So I think it's important to be real and to interact with people. You, it, there's so much more to social media than just putting up a picture and expecting people to like it. Why would they? They don't know you. <laughs> so if, if you can try and be as real as you are, especially in your stories, your followers can get to know you. And, and it just goes from there. And when they message you, reply. I try. I try so hard to reply to everybody. Sometimes it's a bit difficult. But that's it. And comment on, on people, that you, comment on other people's posts. Interact. It's all about interaction. If you don't interact with anybody, no one's going to interact with you. And I think that's what it, what it boils down to. Yeah, and really important, especially if you're building your own brand, um, whether that's just, you know, your personal one or your business one, um, people really want to, interact with people and be genuine mm. with people because we're sold with people are selling stuff at us constantly yeah you, people want to feel like they, they know you and especially if, you, if you've got your own business and you're putting your brand out there 
the people following want to know you. They want to know about your brand, what you do, why you do it, rather than just be like, here, buy this. It's like, uh, no, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> oh, it's like when you walk into a shop and you get those sales assistants that just sort of follow you around. <laughs> you don't know them. You're not interested. Go away. But by actually getting to you know, know your followers and talking to people and interacting, getting to know. I think that that's where it becomes a success. And really important. Now, talking of who you are and what you do, what do you say to people that you might meet on base, other military wives, other military spouses that ask you what you do? I'm a housewife. And do you get recognised? I have done... It's really strange. It is, I have to admit, it is, it's very strange meeting people that already know who you are and you don't know who they are. It's really weird. And I can't see me ever getting used to it. But to be honest, it's happened maybe once or twice. So it's, it's not really a big deal. <laughs> but it's good. I think what you're doing is really important. And I love the fact that you get recognised because... Um, even though it might be, well, it is weird. I've, uh, yeah, I've had that with this podcast series. Um, in fact, I met somebody who didn't recognize me because my face, they recognized me because my voice, which is also a little bit odd. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I think if you're passionate about something, own it. Um, and so yeah. I'm gonna own that. And I'm going to be does, proud of that. It does feel strange. It really does feel, it, it feels really weird. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. I don't think unless you've been in that situation, you kind of understand how weird it is. Not that the people that are approaching you are weird at all, because they're not. They just want to say hi, and that's great. But in my head, it's like, oh, I want to hide. This is really strange. (laughs) So obviously I suffer really badly with my anxiety, and I'm incredibly socially awkward. So, And I'm out and about. And if I'm around a lot of people, I have a tendency to just sort of stand there and I just smile. At SMS Spouses Live, when I got up on stage with Richard Jones, I swear to God, I thought I was going to pass out. All I could hear in my head was my heartbeat going, because everybody was sat there and there was these lights. I'm like, breathe, breathe. I'm so awkward in public. It's ridiculous. You did look a little bit green around the girls, in all honesty. I'm so scared. So how is social media any different? Is it because it feels safer? Can you control it? It does feel a bit safer because I'm in my own home. And it's my phone, isn't it? So, so if I'm recording a story and, and I mumble or I trip up on my words, I can just delete it and redo it. That makes me feel better. But when you're actually out in the real world when you can't string a sentence together and you look like an idiot it's it's not good (laughs) so in a way I suppose social media is a little bit safer like that and do you think the more you do it the more you get used to it so I run online networking groups with video and everybody is petrified so I meet them in the street or I meet them you know in real life and they'll happily talk about their business but as soon as a video is involved they just can't do it. Do you think that it's just something you get better at? I I think, yeah. The more you do it, you become a little bit more confident in what you're doing. You feel like you know what you're doing. You don't feel quite as exposed. 
so yeah and also I suppose when you involve video in it it's permanent it's not just like a conversation one-on-one where not every not everything you said has been documented and detailed so that I suppose in itself is a little bit more relaxed but when it's on video or it's a photo and it's on social media it is there and it's not going away (laughs) so I suppose yeah it makes you feel a bit nervous you get more comfortable with it the more you do it and you realize that sometimes this stuff just doesn't really matter no no it kind of doesn't not really I mean I like my Instagram it's fun and I enjoy taking the photos I enjoy talking to people and connecting with people from all around the world I I speak to some amazing other you know military spouses we talk about deployments and tips on coping and Oh, it's, it's a fantastic way to stay in touch with the rest of the world, especially when you've got small children and you feel like this magnolia box is your prison. <laughs> because sometimes it does feel like that, especially when they're tiny and you're not getting out like you used to. And yeah, sometimes social media is like your lifeline. So, and that, that, that's what it was, especially last year when my husband was deployed. That's when my Instagram kind of grew legs and <laughs> started walking away from me because it's getting, it's getting bigger. And it's a little bit scary. No, it's great. Own it. You've got to own it. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a little bit scary. <laughs> but if it wasn't scary, it would be boring. So. Well, yeah, that is, that is true. And yeah, no, you're right. It's tough. You kind of, even if you don't have children, um, you also sort of get stuck. I mean, I can leave the house whenever I like, but I mean, where do I go? I've done all the things now. Um, it's quite sad. So I do turn to social media. But equally, life is a bit busy. Um, it is when you run your business, if you have children, when you throw military life on top of that. How on earth are you finding time to run your household, look after your children, and do all this Instagram and this blogging? Uh, with difficulty. I'm also starting my second year of my history degree at the end of January. So um, I don't... Everything else comes first, obviously. The children and the house and daily life that all comes first on my Instagram kind of just fits in with it. So obviously I hoover every day. Sometimes I show it on my Instagram. Sometimes I don't obviously general household tasks. I do them every day. Sometimes if I've got a little bit of extra time, I'll film something while I'm doing it and I'll put it on. It's not a necessity. It doesn't feel like I have to put stories up every day because because I don't. It's my Instagram. It's my life. I don't. I don't have to. I do it because I want to, and I and I enjoy it. So I try and fit it in here, there, and everywhere. It gets, yeah. It was a bit weird when I first started doing it out in public. Now that's that's a test of the old nervous system because <laughs> it's like you're talking to yourself, and you really are, which is very strange because you when you watch other people on Instagram and they're on their stories and they're out and they're shopping and they're with other people. It's like watching a television program, but when you're actually recording it yourself, you're a weirdo in the middle of the street talking to your phone. (laughs) It's really bizarre. But that, again, the more you do it, you don't even notice the people around you anymore. And it just becomes easy and, and comfortable. It's true. I do it. I do it. I walk down the street talking to myself. 
I try to find the quiet times. <laughs> There's always some random person looking at you that jumps out from behind a hedge, <laughs> which is, yeah. But you're right, it gets, it just gets better and you get the odd weird look, but um, people forget it pretty quickly. Mm. And also your point about the fact that it's your social media, so you just do what you want, I think is brilliant. Well, it is. It's, I think sometimes you can feel pressured to put a post on your grid every day and then do a certain amount of stories every day. But why? Don't do it if you don't enjoy it. It's pointless then, isn't it? It really is that simple. I forget, we all get so caught up in things and life gets so complicated, but actually it's really quite simple. Just, you know, do it if you want to. Love that. So what is the plan? Where are you heading? Where will you be in five years' time? Oh, Christ, five years. Wow, five years. My kids will be at school. I'll be free. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, in five years' time, it would be nice to be earning something from my blog. That would be that would be the dream because then regardless of when or where my husband is deployed, I will always be here for my children. Because obviously you're working from home, it gives you flexibility. And that's, that's what I'm in hopefully heading towards eventually. Love that. So important. Yeah. And I'm sure you will be because what you're doing is so really, it's really interesting and genuine. And I know I love it. I think it's a, it's a good thing to do. And I'm sure it will be. That, that is the goal though. I mean, because it's, it's difficult, obviously being a military spouse, finding employment that is flexible enough that fits around school hours and it's free at weekends and you have summer holidays off. Unless you're actually working in a school, then you're a bit screwed, aren't you? Unless you've got some help. And if you don't have help, what are you supposed to do? And even when you do find that job, they'll get deployed. Yes. Um, so it's really fiddly. I know that there's a lot of work being done to change employers' perceptions of us, um, but it's just taking that little bit of time, which is a real shame, um, which is why I love working from home because um, I don't have to explain myself. Yeah. Me, which is really important. That, that's ideally where I'm heading. It'd be nice to work from home. And if it's my blog that takes off and I can actually earn something from it, then that would be phenomenal. That is, that is the dream, but you never know. I'll, no, it's a good dream to, to have have to see where it goes well you're doing all right so far <laughs> i hope so so we're coming towards the end and it is tradition i always drag my poor guests through the quick fire questions they're never particularly quick so do not worry um, okay. but they're really interesting so i'm gonna start are you ready yeah let's give it a go the first one is who would you most like to hear from on the independent spouse podcast chris keen is who I would like to hear from on the, on, on the podcast, I think, because his um, blog, The Military Husband, is, is really interesting and it, it's great seeing it from a man's perspective because everything that's spouse-related does tend to be aimed towards women and I think the men get forgotten about a bit. Yeah, I've emailed him. I'm going to I'm going to just chase him down and make him do it. Because from the start, I've tried really hard to get the independent spouse to be sort of gender neutral and for everybody, but obviously because I'm a girl, it does drift into the, the you know, the feminine side of things. So I'm really keen to get more men on to the mm. podcast series and in the Facebook group because it's not just about mums or women. 
there's loads of us and we're all very different. And it's, mm. um, if we don't start those conversations going, it's not going to change. So I think it's really important to start showcasing that side of things as well. Yeah, definitely. The next one is the independent spouse is all about the positives of military life and being inspired by it. How do you stay inspired? See, that's a really hard question. My husband inspires me more than I think he realizes he does. He's such a motivated person. And I have a massive amount of respect for what he does. And he's just, he just inspires me to be better. He, he's one of, one of these people that always looks on the positive side of things and is always motivated to do well, everything. And he makes me want to get up and do more and, and be a better person, which, which is nice. <laughs> It is nice. I have one of those. Sometimes it annoys me that he's so positive. Um, but generally, um, it's really useful. I think maybe armed forces lives and teachers and, you know, doctors, all these people that want to help other people. I think this profession sort of attracts that kind of people. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think so. Yeah. What a nice thing to say. So the last one is, what do you wish you'd known before you started your Instagram account? I wish I'd had more confidence when I first started to actually show my face from the beginning. And I wish I'd known that it wasn't quite as scary as I thought it was going to be. There's there's actually a lot of positive people on Instagram. And I think the positive certainly outweighs the negative, unlike other forms of social media. I like Instagram. There's a big positive community on Instagram and it's, it's great to be a part of it. Yeah, really important. And I love the fact that you're sharing all that positivity because it's few and far between sometimes. And you're so genuine and honest. And I think it's really important what you're doing, which is why I'm interviewing you. Because I don't just get any old people on this podcast. (laughs) If I want to come and find you on Instagram or read your blog, where can I find you? Uh, My Instagram handle is armyhousewifelife all in one and my blog is mysizesmine.com everybody needs to go and head over and check it all out because like i said it's just a little bit of happiness which everybody needs charlotte you have been ace i've loved talking to you um it has been full of giggles but <laughs> it has been good too thank you so much for talking to oh, me. thank you for having me this is just so much fun <laughs> Oh, thanks again to Charlotte for a brilliant look at her life, both real and on social media. I found speaking to her so interesting and I know I'll definitely be applying this to my own social media platforms. I really hope you have enjoyed this episode and I will of course see you next week for some more inspiration from the Independent Spouse podcast.